Well, Hell House LLC, everybody. My name is JD with We Watch Shudder. Who's here with me? I've already made a nightmare of this, Michelle. It's Michelle, guys. I didn't even let her answer the question. How's it going, so, Michelle? I was ready with a pun and everything. Because <laughs> you said, well, hello, or Hell House, hello, whatever. And I was yeah. going to introduce myself as Michelle House. Oh, and I fucked it. it all up. God, well, and that's, I mean, that's pretty typical if you're tuning in for the first time. Uh, JD fucks things up and Michelle has to pick up the understand. pieces. I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> you're the one who started the intro. What happens is, is, what happens is eventually I get bored and things feel repetitive. And so I got to jazz it up a little bit. Okay, that's and I'm fair. Willing, Let's jazz I'm willing it up. To follow yeah, I'm willing to fall on my face a few times rather than just ride <laughs> that same bucket. Ride that bucket? Oh. I don't know what that even means, Michelle, but it's uh, we're jazzing it up. You ride so a guys, bucket. This is We Watch Shutter. <laughs> if this is your first time tuning in, thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, what we do is right there in the title. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, and we're watching Shutter today. We watched Shutter today. I just got done watching Shutter eight minutes ago. What are we watching, Michelle? We're watching, well, we have watched Hell House LLC Origins, the Carmichael Manor. I'm going to stop you right there. What the fuck is up with that title? How many words do you need? Jiminy Christmas. Now, obviously, that's not, I'm, I'm not going to be judging no books by their covers, right? But I'm judging that cover, and that cover is way too big. I immediately tried to think <laughs> of titles that are longer because obviously some exist and the only movie title I can think of is Fern Gully. Nothing else is coming into my head. Just Fern Gully. The, and it's not even a long title, but it's like I forgot every other the movie. Fern Gully the Last Rainforest is the full yes. title. Yes. Uh, that one. The, the one that the one that always pops to mind for me is Master and Commander the Far Side of the World. And also if you want to get real technical about it uh, the Lord of the Rings, the Return of the King is kind of a mouthful, but nobody calls it that. It's just Return of the King. I but, immediately uh, forgot both those movies. I'm just thinking about Fern Gully again. Yeah. Robin Hell Williams House, voiced a bat. Origins, the Carmichael Man. Great. That's, uh, that's what we're watching. Uh, 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 yeah. If you're familiar with that, Michelle actually turned me on to the Hell House franchise. Oh, cut that clip. Make that our next TikTok video. <laughs> I, I no, you're gonna have, make sure you explain it to your husband first, Michelle. This is let's. Not he knows I'm fine. Here. He, he anyway. can't even blame nobody for that. Uh. <laughs> anyway, so yes, yeah. So Hell House LLC Origins Carmichael Manor fourth entry in the Hell House LLC found footage franchise uh, that uh, uh, popped up back in 2015. And we got back-to-back uh, -back sequels in 2018 and 2019 on Shudder. And now we uh, are finally revisiting uh, this, uh, this franchise again. Uh, Michelle, since you were the one who first got me uh, looking at these films, why don't you tell us your overall thoughts on the franchise and what you were feeling going into this film? Oh, okay. Uh, actually, I was going to talk about that a little bit. Anyway, yeah, when we get to the I, review, I figure, yeah, mm -hmm. I think here's here's what I, I I guess right away up front, guys. Uh, again, this is the fourth film in this franchise, and this is a franchise where the stories are very interconnected. So I have to believe if you've already watched this film and you're listening along, you've seen all four of them. If you haven't, I'm just going to warn you: we can't talk about this film in detail without talking about the other three films in some level of detail. There's going to be spoilers for the whole franchise here if you want to see those movies uh, before we get into that. Even though this is the fourth title, make sure when we get to the spoiler section uh, that you, uh, uh, you, you stop the episode because this will be spoilers for more than just this movie. Uh, but anyway, then, yeah, go ahead, Michelle. Yeah. 
Also, you only need to see the first one, so it's okay. And probably the stuff that we we spoil for you is not going to spoil the scares. It, it's for sure we can't for tell sure. you the atmosphere. So just a heads up. Sometimes I would say you have to see this before listening, Jenna. Um, <laughs> She's gonna I told be her, so mad at you, Michelle. I, know, I told her I'm gonna keep shit talking her because I'm the one with the microphone. Um, okay, you're gonna so, keep shit talking mushrooming her. Yeah, that's a joke from Spy Kids. Good job. Oh, is it um, really? It is. I didn't uh, know that. I've never okay. seen Spy Kids. Well, add that to your Spooktober list. You got one day left. <laughs> <laughs> I got to watch right. Suitable Flesh tomorrow. Hell House LLC. Uh, the first one I had watched many years ago and scared the shit out of me. And I love it. And I am a found footage fanatic. And I um, was very, very spooked and uncomfortable and so into it. Um, a lot of people I know who have said that they never get scared by horror movies were also scared by Hell House LLC. So I feel a little more emboldened, uh, to say that it is very, very good. Um, and I was so excited about that one that when the sequel came out, I was fully excited. Um, and then the sequel, I tried to watch it twice and I turned it off both times, um, because it was just, it. I don't want to say it was bad, um, but it, it was wasn't working for you. Good, yes. Um, but <laughs> then I I heard people saying like you need to just stick it out, and it does get better. It just starts off so rough that I went, I can't do this for an hour and a half, and then it does eventually get into the pace of things. Uh, the third one is fine. It's it's definitely better than the second one. The second one just it really did not click. Um, but the second one also, once it did get into it, also scared the shit out of me at certain points, which made me so upset. Um, because I was like, I did not like this movie. This is my third time trying to get through it. And yet still when it gets going, it, it still scared me. So that's kind of my history with the movies is that even when I haven't loved one of them, there's still really, really creepy stuff going on. Um, JD, you just watched all three for the first time in quick succession. Well, uh, no, I, I, I watched two and three for the first time. I had seen the original once before. If I'm, if memory serves, uh, Michelle and I had gotten into a discussion about found footage, uh, and I know she's in general a bigger fan of the genre than I am, uh, and I think I had asked for a couple of specific recommendations, and the first Hell House LLC, uh, was one that she suggested I check out. Uh, I remember... The first time I saw it, I, I don't think I was aggressively against it, but at the time I, I, I recall that it didn't really do anything for me. Uh, I wasn't really... Found footage is just not uh, a, a flavor that always appeals to me, and it's got to be done really, really, really well. Also, a lot of the time, it's got to have something that I haven't seen before. Uh, and... Going back and watching, because uh, yeah, I did. I watched. Uh, I figured if I'm gonna watch and and discuss the fourth film in the franchise, I have a responsibility as a journalist or whatever people say uh, to uh, uh, to be aware of everything that came before. So I rewatched the first film. I watched the second and the third. I can tell you this much: after seeing the first one a second time, uh, I I I think I. Uh, I'm more positive on it than I was the first time. My my first observation on it is I really think the first film would have worked for me personally a lot better if it was just a normal film. Nothing different about it. The plot the same, a lot of the, the, the spooky elements the same. If it had just been a normal narrative third-person film rather than a found footage film, I think I would have been able to get into it a lot more. Uh, with that being said, I'm right there with you. Two and three lost me completely I I, uh, I I I can't even say that I felt like three uh, was superior to two because neither one of them worked for me in in, in any way at all um, I thought there were some interesting plot elements in the first one that were part of what made me think that would work better as a normal narrative two and three get into some areas in the story that are just not things that interest me uh and so that brought us to uh to number four which is hell house llc origins the carmichael manor uh you want to hit these people with the spoiler free descripty script from shutter is it spoiler free this time i hope so spoiler light at the the very most and yes i would love to hit these people with it hit uh, them with it right across the dome 
Oh, well, they're going to definitely survive that. I'm a very weak person. so Just punch them in the Abaddon Hotel. My punch is like a light breeze on a cold day. Anyway, okay. <clears throat> Internet sleuths traveled to Carmichael Manor in Rockland County, New York, site of the 1989 Carmichael family murders. They find a terror that's lurked in the shadows long before Hell House LLC. Hell House LLC origins, the Carmichael Manor. JD, I would like to hear your spoiler-free thoughts on this one. Uh, my spoiler-free thoughts on this one is I think this is uh, from a like it's still not for me, right? Uh, it 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 didn't really connect on on a whole lot of levels. Uh, I I didn't uh, I I wasn't just riveted the whole way. Uh, but I definitely liked it more than I liked two and three, and I think at least on like the 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 scares level and just the the horror show craft of it, this one actually might be my favorite. Uh, of the franchise. There were several things they did in this one that I thought were really clever, uh, really interesting, and really effective. Uh, and, and, and so I really appreciated that. Um, so I, I, I don't know for sure if I would say I, I thought it was a better movie than the first one. I would say they're probably on a par. Uh, and uh, as an experience, again, just because, you know, found footage isn't... My, I, 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 I could easily give this a, a three skull. This is a, this was an okay watch. I don't regret that I spent my time with it. I regret that you spent your time with it. I don't know what that means. It just seems like a funny rebuttal in my head. <laughs> You're a towel. <laughs> yes, I am. Would you like to hear my thoughts, JD? I absolutely would love to hear your spoiler-free thoughts, Michelle. Oh, thank God, because I'm going to give them anyway, and it's just better if you're on board with that. Um... So there were a couple things working against my thoughts on this movie, even though I didn't want those um, ideas before I started, uh, because I had very high hopes given how much I loved the first movie. But I was also very worried with how much I disliked the second and the third. Um, so I tried really hard to push all of that out. And I would like to say that uh, the things that I didn't like about this movie were hopefully not influenced too heavily by my thoughts on the previous movies. Um, thinking about it quite a bit afterwards, because I did watch it earlier today, I've had a little bit of time to marinate in the sauce and uh, think about it a little bit. God, I just made myself hungry. I forgot to eat supper tonight. Um, so... <laughs> After marinated think, in the sauce. Yeah, some nice uh, Jay's, uh, no, was it some, the sweet baby? sauce. Yeah, sweet, sweet baby, baby Ray's. Yeah, thank you, Ray's. Um, anyway, so I think what I ultimately didn't like about it. Okay, let me start over. I don't hate it. Um, right. I just feel kind of like tepid towards it. And I think I'm just disappointed because I thought by the fourth movie I would see something brand new. I do like that they went back to something a little bit more basic where they're giving you a lot of story from the other movies and they're explaining it, but they're not getting absurd like they did with the second and third one where it's just like, okay, I don't need like this dead guy coming back to tell me his whole plan with his cult. Like that was too much for me, but this also didn't scare me a single time. And I think that was just really, really? disappointing. Yeah, because if it's not scary to me, then what's the point for this one? Like Hell House, oh, that's... It, it scared me even in the movies that I didn't like this. I never even felt a tiny bit shooketh. Um, but overall, that's interesting. I, I know. I think um, that's why it just kind of makes me sad. But I am going to go with the 3.25. I don't think it's bad. I think right. the acting's good. There's a lot of stuff I like with the camera. But I just never was afraid or even a little bit uneasy during it. So three. No, that's so interesting because, like I said, from from my perspective, I feel like this has some of the most effective scares in in the franchise. Ooh. Uh, so Should I feel we get like to this is going to be spoiler section. Yeah, this is gonna. I think this is gonna be a, a fun discussion. So, guys, if you yeah. want to see the film uh, before we spoil a bunch of things for you, this is where you're gonna want to hit the pause button. Uh, okay, Jenna, did you go watch the film? Yeah, Jenna. <laughs> Jenna. Oh God, she's. I, what am I doing? I don't. I don't need to make her hate me too. Yeah, just hate me, Jenna. JD just had nothing Michelle. to do with it. <laughs> anyway, 
So we always, uh, for those of you who didn't go and watch the film, Jenna, uh, if you want to uh, have an understanding of what's going on here, Michelle uh, is going to give you her her patented, ever-popular freestyle recap of Hell House LLC Origins the Carmichael Manor. Yeah, here's my recap. Jenna didn't watch the movie before listening to the episode. I just really hope that everybody like makes this a big meme. Like someday when we are super famous podcasters and we've quit our jobs and we just get mobbed all the time by fans, I hope they're just like, God damn it, Jenna. <laughs> Jenna just knows she's sorry to think. Anyway, okay, my actual recap. We're just of- gonna have t shirts made that say Jenna didn't watch the movie. Yes, I love that. <laughs> um, okay, so Margot and Rebecca, they decide to go to the Carmichael Manor where there was a terrible, terrible thing that happened with people getting murdered, but there was only one set of footprints leading from the house. And uh, when you only see one set of footprints leaving from the house, that's when I carried you or some shit. However, that footprints Jesus poem goes. Um, so that had happened and it was kind of creepy. And now they're like, man, it's haunted. We should go check that out. And they decide to stay there for a whole bunch of nights, five exactly. And then the one girl, Margo, she has a brother. His name's Chase and he's kind of messed up. And I get that. Me too, Chase. I feel ya. Um, And so she brings him along so that she can keep an eye on him. And then, oh, no, she didn't keep an eye on him. And now he's gone. And there's a clown and he just keeps showing up in different spots. But he's not like a funny clown. He's like a an art the clown where you really just don't want him around. Uh, no birthday parties for this guy. Um, but he just like keeps showing up places and they're like, hey, knock it off. And he just like leers at them why the fuck does the clown look like that it shouldn't look like that it obviously this clown existed before it was like a creepy haunted thing why did they design it to look like that clown in particular it makes no sense to me um and then eventually like margo and rebecca uh bad things happen to them and then the carmichael manor it rains on and uh a clown tried to take rebecca or margo whichever when they were little the end my synopsis synopsises are usually a little funnier but i just feel so lackluster towards this one and i'm sad well uh, why don't you dig into telling us why you're sad michelle well i just i wanted to be scared even if i didn't like anything else that's the one thing i expected and i never felt even a little bit of my my ghiblies getting rustled oh that's interesting like a couple of things that jump out uh right about even just uh, very basic things, uh, like uh, so. The first time when when uh, so it's that sequence where uh, uh, they're all kind of having a, a I don't know if it's an argument or just a conversation. It all blends together in this movie. They're very much uh, constantly shifting temperament. But uh, it's that moment where uh, Margot and Chase are going upstairs to investigate the noise and uh, uh, what was the other lady's name, Michelle? Uh, Rebecca and Margot. Re- Rebecca. Uh, she's staying down uh, at the base of the stairs with another camera in case they need a new perspective on things and also because she's real scared and doesn't want to go up there and I get it. And so they go in that, that room and when they walk in and turn, there's the, the, the clown guy standing there which was all right, but it, we we all knew that was coming, right? But then the follow up moment to that, when when uh, Rebecca downstairs like goes into that closet where she hears a noise, and she turns, and that other fucking clown is like right up close there in the closet with her. I thought that was fucking intense. Uh, like it, it, like that one genuinely got me. That didn't catch you for nothing. No, and I think like, part of it is like the scares that have gotten me in these movies have never really been clown centered i guess you could say like there have been okay. a couple moments where like you'll see the t- uh the head turn and they're like oh shit i'm gonna die um or like you'll see them standing off but the clown has never been the focal point of the other movies he's definitely been there um and he's definitely caused some spooky moments but i never found him so much scary it was more like this unknown presence and that's like the number one scare tactic that they use in this movie. So they took something that I have never really found scary. It got me a couple times. And that was the thing that they used throughout. And I think that's why I just like never, I was like, it's just the clown guy again. I know about him. I've seen him. Show me something new. Okay. So what about then that sequence where Rebecca 
is on the Zoom meeting or whatever with her boss, and they start looking at that collection of pictures, and she, like, Rebecca, of course, knows immediately that it's the house she's in, and then we slowly realize that, oh, there's a person there. Oh, fucking shit, it's her, and then there's this person there, and you can't see her, and then she's just fucking there. That didn't do nothing for you? found it really interesting. I did not get scared oh, yeah. a single bit during it. That I, and uh, uh, another thing that I can say, like, didn't scare me, which, like, you guys, I'm not trying to brag and say, like, oh, this didn't scare me. Like, I really wanted to be scared. Um, But the, the like, Chase's whole disappearance bit was very interesting to me, just not scary at all. I think it's just because, like, it's mostly the clown. And then the Rebecca part, I know, was, like, the lady. But then they showed the lady, and I didn't find her scary either it's just every time they show me the thing i was never i was like oh it's a clown or oh it's a creepy lady so there's a lot of stuff that i found really interesting um like i had mentioned i really like the camera work in this you can even tell just like looking at the imdb page the stills that they grab are so pretty and that's rare for like a found footage movie like they found a great way to frame these shots despite having handheld cameras um, you know, like, or the people in here are like just holding cameras and not professional camera people. Like, they still found a way to like really make the camera work effectively. Um, and then still seem like these are amateur people who just happen to have a camera to try to catch things. Um, sure. so it's, there were interesting moments. There were some good like things. I just I didn't get scared. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, like I said, I I, I personally I I found several uh, uh, several of the the horror tactics very effective. Um, another one that I really liked was uh, in one of the uh, the older uh, uh, eight or sixteen millimeter film sequences from that film that they find in the in the clock. Um, there's that one shot where the film is is out of sync for a moment, and so it's it's not lined up on your screen. And then it lines back up, uh, but like moments after it lines back up, it glitches just briefly. And then all of a sudden, like all the fucking clowns are in the mirror watching this lady and she doesn't see them there at all. Uh, That was really well done. That one wasn't so much of a jump, but I I thought that was really well done. Yeah, Yeah, I just uh, I I personally thought a a lot of those things uh, were were done really effectively here. Um, How about... In the overall scope of the story uh, and the progression of that from the first movie going forward, how did you feel about that in this film? Because I personally, like I said, thought uh, definitely from a story perspective, like I kind of wish the franchise had just gone from the first one directly to this one. That's actually what I was about to say. Like if you watch the first one, then you watch this one. Um you don't have to watch the second and third. I think and you, I, I I agree. I think you could very easily get away with just not watching. And I, I look. I don't want to, guys. I mean, you like what you're gonna like, right? I, I always I always have this anxiety about how I'm gonna talk about things that I didn't enjoy. But no, I I feel like you could do that. You could just watch the first one and then this one, and they would work together just fine. Yeah. Um, Because I watched the the third and the fourth and then I had messaged you and said, after watching all three of them, I feel pretty confident that you're going to have to see them before the fourth one comes out. Um, So I'd message you like give you a heads up of like, okay, I've seen them all now. Now that I know how story heavy the second, third one are, um, you're probably going to have to. And then actually watching this, I don't feel that way anymore. I definitely think you could skip the second, third. There are still pieces of the story obviously in each of those movies but this one right. um kind of runs parallel to the other stories going on so it kind of like it doesn't explain things from existing movies um it's kind of its own independent thing but it does interweave um so that you hear about what went on at the Abaddon hotel but yeah. our story is about the manor and uh there's right. just kind of like some overlap there I, I honestly feel like, I mean, I, I guess I would have to watch it again and, and focus a little bit harder because I, I wasn't paying attention for this specific thing. But if memory serves, the only real major plot point from the second and third movies that's discussed in any level of detail 
is uh, uh, Andrew Tully and his family, right? That the mm-hmm. fact that he was the person who owned the hotel and he started this cult, right? And uh, I don't think they ever mentioned that name specifically in the first movie, but I feel like that's the only detail that you would need a little, maybe a little extra backgrounding on is just, wait, who is this Abel Tully guy? Uh, they never talk about the 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 uh, podcast or, or, or new YouTube show or whatever, that, that investigative journalist show uh, that center, the, the second and third movies center around. They never mention that whatsoever. They never mention either of those incidents. They only ever talk about like the, the Tully incident and then the first Hell House LLC thing. And so I, yeah, I, uh, uh, so I agree with you definitely. Um, although part of my issue with two and three is a, my issue with a lot of stuff like this is uh, the way they retrofit things to be able to continue the story. Uh, I just, I, there was nothing in the set. Like they immediately became these like like demonic possession, and then they're talking about angels in the third one, and all this stuff, and like deals with the devil. And I'm I'm just like I don't I don't I don't need that here. I like hooded robes and pentagrams on the wall is plenty of context for me. All right, like I understand, and it just it it, it became uh, just a level of of depth into that kind of the story that, and then like. It starts to get into the same sort of thing that we've talked about and we'll definitely talk about in in an episode coming up about the more entries into a franchise you have and the more events that take place, the more preposterous it becomes that all of this stuff is connected and it just becomes harder and harder for me to deal with. What I liked about this movie is, frankly, I feel like you could re-edit this movie maybe uh just change the the words in the script a little bit maybe add one or two individual extra scenes and this could just be its own movie called carmichael manor yeah i i have no objection to anything you said except when you hinted at the franchise that we plan on covering later and you said that it's harder to enjoy it as the series goes on because uh, you're very wrong there and we will argue about that during that episode uh, it um, just becomes <laughs> more and more absurd and preposterous Michelle well this is the fourth one in this uh, franchise and it got less absurd and preposterous so this is true this is true it, yeah. that doesn't often this happen one, yeah it definitely simplified well, and yeah I, I guess my my to be clear my point that I was trying to make there is a lot of the times where this movie did start to lose me a bit were in the scenes where they were talking about the Abaddon Hotel and trying to connect it into mm-hmm. that story because my personal experience with that story is unfortunately already not positive. Then the effort this movie makes to connect itself to that is going to inherently be detrimental for for me obviously if you like these movies and you've enjoyed this franchise and clearly a lot of people have because they keep making the damn things uh then this will probably be really good for you uh but that's just you know that's another aspect of franchise filmmaking i think that uh especially the further in you have to contend with is uh is how does your opinion of the earlier films affect your experience of the later films? Despite feeling very tepid towards this one, like I said, it's not bad. It just didn't really do much sure. for me. Um, they did clearly set it up for a fifth one, and I'm very excited about that. Did you watch like, all I, the way to the end of the credits? I did. I did. Okay. So they set it up for the fifth one, talking about yeah. the amusement park or whatever that place is yeah, called. Yeah, and I, I gotta be honest, uh, uh, the uh, there are broad strokes in the plotting of this franchise that I don't dislike. Uh, I like that idea of how it's like, oh, a little bit that we get in the story in this movie is that those clowns came from a carnival game and the people who played those clowns were part of this cult. But Mm -hmm. now we're going to obviously move this into a carnival amusement park uh, sort of situation, county fair, whatever. 
And I get the feeling uh, that that fifth film is going to be real ambitious. Uh, I think we uh, we might see them uh, step out in, in ways uh, that uh, that could be very interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, for me, uh, just a lot of those moments where it tried to connect back to the franchise started to pull me out. One thing I did want to point out, uh, like from a visual style, something I love is uh, you and I actually talked, uh, I believe, off air, off recording. Uh, about like what they could possibly do with the next VHS uh, installment. Maybe it was oh, yeah. on the episode, and we talked we about talked a little bit both. Yeah, yeah. So I, I talked about the idea of maybe doing like something where we go back and it's still a VHS, but it's VHS uh, transfers of old like Super Eight or sixteen millimeter home videos. So you could go back before the time of VHS cameras. And here we see that concept uh, active in this film, uh, which uh, I, I know is, uh, I mean, as a found footage thing is not entirely original, uh, but I thought it was used really effectively here. Uh, it still, unfortunately, does the preposterous thing of, uh, that's, I, I, I've said it several times in the last few weeks, preposterous is my new favorite word. Uh, that thing that you, at this point, you have to just accept uh, about most found footage films, which is the one question that I still can't stop asking myself, is who the fuck would keep holding that camera and filming all of this? Like, how did they not just drop that camera and get the fuck out of there? There's no way I could ever keep a camera going in a tense situation like this. And for some reason, it felt even sillier uh, in the past sequences, but that's something I've just made my peace with. You have to accept it as part of the conceit of, of found footage. Some movies do a good job of explaining that, but it's something that I, I, I don't really uh, have an issue with, uh, regardless of how silly it might be. But I really enjoyed those old uh, shot-on-film home movie kind of things. I think that could be a, an interesting concept. I wrote a list of things that I wanted to respond to. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, okay, amusement park. Going all the way back there. Um, I'm excited to see what they do because I don't think I've ever seen a found footage movie done in an amusement park or a carnival or anything. I've seen lots of horror movies that take place um, in carnivals, amusement parks. I actually just rewatched Hellfest for Spooktober. And uh, I just, I don't think I've seen it in found footage. I feel like, uh, is he both writer and director? Hang on, Steve. Yes, okay. Writer, director, Stephen Cognati um, has been doing the Hell House franchise and I feel like I trust him to do a lot of found footage stuff more than other people. Um, so I am curious to see what he does with that if we do get a fifth movie. Hang on. I feel pretty sure, yes? So you really enjoyed one of the films and were not fond of or blah at best on the rest of the three and yet you trust him to do an amusement park found footage film well i trust him because of the first and the fourth movie <laughs> i know I'm I, just... <laughs> I don't talk about the second and the third that's fair as as i'm concerned that's fair uh but i mean I do the same just... thing with halloween yeah. i can't blame you yeah, no, exactly. We're like the 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 first one, the the fourth one. I mean, this is just his thing. All he's done full length wise, as far as I know, is Hell House movies. So he has a grasp of this universe and the thing that he wants to convey. And that's why, like, I mean, obviously, evil clowns, uh, they belong in a carnival. Maybe that will scare me because now the clown doesn't feel weird, just like standing in my room and I'm like please let me leave Mr. Clown and he's like nah bitch but like if I'm at carnival and I'm like can I leave and he's like no you live here with me now like that sounds way scarier um, than a clown trying to keep me in my house I don't want to leave my house I'll stay in my house Mr. Clown we'll hang out we'll play GameCube games it'll be great um, but yeah so amusement park and I feel like he might win me back over with the clown being creepy I just I hope he does I hope he does Um, that's that's all I can say about that uh, and then the other thing I forgot. <laughs> I thought you wrote a list, Michelle. I uh, metaphorically. <laughs> I enough. was convinced I was going to have responses for like five things that you said because you transitioned to like the next point. I so did. Quickly. I did. And I then do that I, sometimes. I'm I, sorry. I know. That's why I, I usually physically write lists, but I just 
don't have it in me tonight. It's been a day. It has it's been, been a day. Oh, oh I, okay. Here's, I remembered. I remembered. Uh, okay. You said you don't understand why people would film in that situation. I think we're just of a different generation. Um, because I, when I have had spooky things happen to me, immediately grab my camera or my phone rather and start filming it. Um, because then I can watch it back later and see what was that thing. I can show people what happened. Um, like I actually had like a very spooky thing happen earlier today where, uh, I went downstairs to, uh, get something out of a closet and there was this crazy sound coming from the back of the basement and I went looking for it and I thought it was like the water heater acting up or something crazy. It was just this really low rumbling. And then right when I got to where it was, there was like a growl and then it stopped. Turns out my husband's toys from his childhood out of nowhere, right when I got to the bottom of the steps in the basement, one of them started going off. And it wasn't until I was right in its vicinity that stopped. I was so spooked. I immediately grabbed my camera so I could film and be like, what the fuck? Is there going to be more? My cat was freaking the fuck out. It was weird. Um, but I think we're just different in that, like, I immediately started filming so that I could see if something more happened. Oh, and catch it. Sure. And, and I think that's definitely part of it. I guess what I mean is more a matter of of simply, though. Like, if for whatever reason I happened to already be at a place shooting video of something for some reason, and then something fucking crazy happened and people start dying and there are spooky ghosts and shit, I'm not going to continue filming, right? At some point, I'm going to be so fucking terrified and cowardly because, bro, cowardly lion over here. I'm not afraid to admit it. Uh, I would just fucking drop that camera and run. It's not a matter of not thinking to videotape. It's a matter of being a complete fucking wimp. <laughs> no, I would absolutely keep recording because if I'm going to die, I want it recorded. Like if I'm going to die from that, like something crazy, like a ghost fucks me up, record it, please. Please. I, I, I want people to know that's how I went out. I do want to point out that I, I certainly appreciated that because like I said, uh, some movies at least make an effort to try and explain that. Uh, and uh, in this movie, they're having that argument right towards the end there. And Rebecca's like, "Is really? do you really have to be filming right now? And uh, Margo is like, yes, actually, considering the circumstances, I should be filming fucking everything that happens to us right now. And I understand yeah. the point there. But yeah, again, for me, it's more of just like a, like a, like a, terror fight or flight thing i would that camera i would probably throw what would happen is a ghost or a spooky thing would jump out from behind a counter or a, or a couch or something at me i would fucking scream i would chuck the camera at it and try to run away i would stand there and be like please take me i've lived long enough <laughs> i am too long for this yes mortal michelle world. we've well established that you're more of a man than i am i get it I'm I'm gonna fuck those ghosts. I won't. I'm very soft. If I'm more of a man than you are, I'm a very soft man. Um, I know you were trying to ultimately say I would fuck those ghosts up, but you stopped early and just said I would fuck those ghosts, and this has gotten. I said what I said. I said what I said. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, I always think it's very funny, like how as we talk about movies, we figure out how very different we are because oh, yeah. in this case, I would continue filming and stay there and you would like piece the fuck out immediately. And then we have a movie like Speak No Evil where I would piece the fuck out immediately and without spoiling, or no, I would stay there for the sake of like not being impolite and you would piece the fuck. I guess maybe never mind. Maybe you just piece the fuck out yeah. every chance you get. Never mind. I, uh, I was no, going to say I, like we are very diverse, but I I would stay. I do. I do not situation. have a fight or flight response. I have a fucking flight response, and that's all it does. <laughs> that's all it does. I don't, I don't have away. either. I have like a a deer in headlights response uh, my, to everything. I'm my just like, patron, I'll stand here and see what happens. My my patron saint is brave Sir Robin from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Fucking and people who know will get that reference. If you don't know, go watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Change your fucking life. That's a freaking <laughs> movie. Have it you heard of that awesome movie? movie? They're uh, they're classic. doing. Have you heard they're Here. doing a, a like it's like a thirty three and a half year anniversary <laughs> re release in theaters or whatever forty three and a half year or whatever the fuck it is because oh. of course they are. 
Yeah. No, I did not hear that. I did well, hear. Well, you've heard it now, Michelle. You've heard it now. I did hear that they have a 30-year release um, or like remastering or something of the Halloween tree, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. So I'm going to watch that. That's cool. my remake that I care they a lot announced, about. Uh, they announced today that we're finally getting a sequel to It Follows called They yes, Follow, they once follow. again starring Micah Monroe. Mm-hmm. I uh, I was not personally the biggest fan of It Follows, mostly because of, of how it ends. Uh, but there are things about it that I really enjoyed. And one of the things about it that I really enjoyed and continue to enjoy in a lot of things is Make a Fucking Monroe. Uh, if you haven't seen uh, some of the stuff that, that she's been in, she's fucking fantastic. I specifically recommend Watcher from Chloe Acuno. God damn what a movie that was. Now that we've been doing the podcast longer, I feel like I could definitely debate you on that movie in a lot more solid fashion <laughs> than I represented when it was our first fight on the episode. And I was we like, might have oh, to, God, oh, no, I'm so we sweaty. Might, we oh. might have to do that uh, at some point is uh, is have, like, rematches, oh. go back and revisit some of those early titles and see what we could uh, see what we oh. could glean from them. Yeah, but here's the thing, defending why I didn't like that movie makes me feel like a bad person because the whole <laughs> message is like, believe women, and I'm like, yeah, but I didn't. No. <laughs> I was watching this happen. <laughs> and so then I feel like a dick where like, they're like, yeah, you should believe women. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm I'm watching the movie that you put together and I didn't believe it. <laughs> That's so it wild me dude, like to me dick. still to this day because <laughs> I... I was. I would totally understand why she was fucking terrified. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Also, all those fucking people <laughs> talking different languages around her when they know she can't speak it. Incredibly rude. We had that big argument for quite a few minutes on that episode. Fight more anyway, about that later. I don't really have anything else to say about Hell LLC. Oh. Hell Hell LLC. <laughs> Hell House LLC origins of the Carmichael Manor. Do you have anything specific left that you would like to say about Hell House? LLC Origins, the Carmichael Manor, Michelle? Just that I wanted to love it so badly. I, yeah, just, I'm really disappointed. Just, just um, reiterate how much you think the movie is trash and everybody involved oh, should just never make another film ever again. I get it. I see where you're coming from. Yeah, but if Stephen Cognetti is not making Hell House, what is he doing? <laughs> like, this is his his pulling things are Hell House. Oh, that like, is actually else? something that slipped my mind earlier because we do this all stream of consciousness. Um, you know, I bet there's a lot of podcasts out there that, like, prepare in advance and shit. They're all professional. Anyway, no. um, even as somebody who this story doesn't work for me, I'm not connected to this. I haven't been brought into the franchise, really. You can still tell that this is a guy who definitely has a plan, right? There are stories in mind, and there are things that I think feel pretty obviously that they had to be retrofit to move things along, but I've certainly seen much more ridiculous displays of the same thing. The guy definitely has a mythology in mind. Everything is linking. There are things that pop up in one and two and three that are there in such a way like that photo of the or the painting of the girl above the mantelpiece uh from the abaddon hotel like they they that thing appears in the background in very conspicuous ways for three movies and they never tell you a fucking thing about it and you finally learn what it is in this one i just like the guy definitely has uh uh he knows what he's trying to do and he, again, even as somebody who didn't necessarily uh, connect with the story, I am very curious to see where this goes. I feel like this amusement park thing has the the energy and the scope uh, of a potential big finish. Maybe he's finally going to wrap this up and try to move on to other things. But I'm real curious to see how this plays out. Because of the image that they used on the movie, I keep reading the title as Hell House LLC Origins, the car Michael Myers, because the clown looks so much like Michael Myers. And uh, that's a silly thing that you guys can do now to try to unsee it. You can't. Hell LLC, the car Michael Myers. Yeah, I would love that. 
I would like if Hell House LLC and Michael Myers joined forces. That oh my god, is that them Michael Myers instead of the clown? Way scarier. I think I just don't find the clown scary. I shouldn't say that too loudly because the clown might hear and the clown might show up. <laughs> and I really, it's officially Halloween as we record this, and uh, I just I don't need a clown to show up to my house. Um, that would be uh, great. Another thing that actually, man, I, this is part of what I love about a stream of consciousness thing is if we babble long enough, we'll all remember things. You actually We're mentioned- We're also early... Midwestern, so we have For an sure. impossible time of saying Oh, goodbye. yeah. This is, a, this is a circuitous route, man. We're taking the scenic version. If you didn't come for that, I'm sorry. Circuitous, yeah. It's a Jeremy Barry. Right if you, some emphasis. of you will get that reference. Oh. Some of you won't. Okay, I got it. Uh, so- <laughs> Uh, you actually mentioned early on that uh, the you thought the performances here were really good. Uh, I agree. I especially uh, really like uh, that all that sort of penultimate uh, scene where after uh, 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 Margot and Rebecca have gone into the woods and ultimately they run into the hooded guys and then they run uh, through the woods back to the Carmichael Manor and they're in that bedroom. And it's just the two of them. It's that same scene where she says, "This is yeah, absolutely. I should be filming everything." Yeah. There, are, like, there, there's some real good character work there, and some excellent performances. I especially really like uh, uh, the the actress who played Margot because all you get is her voice in that scene. Uh, Rebecca at least gets to emote with her face and her body, and she's the visual centerpiece. Uh, of that scene uh, and and watching her reactions, I thought it was really great. But also, again, uh, just the things that uh, that Margot did with her voice uh, and the emotional level that she got to without being able to see her on screen. Uh, I was really impressed with that sequence. I really, really liked that. And I'm glad we babbled long enough that I remembered that I wanted to mention it. Yeah. And again... That's also one of those scenes where I went, wow, the camera work in this is really good mm -hmm. because yeah. of that and the way that they throw the camera down on the bed. You know exactly what's happening, but you can still watch. It's not like it turns away or anything. Right. Um, and then she immediately picks it up and the action continues. Or that moment where she's like, oh, let me show you how to make a bed. See, it's nice and clean. It's not so hard. And she turns around and then the ladies on the bed. All of that is such <laughs> good camera work, especially for a found footage film like this yeah. doesn't feel found footagey at a lot of moments. So no, you know what I, it does I appreciate feel like what Stephen Cognetti is doing. Another just, thing that I'm glad you, you, you mentioned because early on in the movie, there was a moment. Uh, it's the scene where, uh, uh, uh I, I think where, uh, um, what was the brother's name? I'm terrible with uh, names. Chase. Uh, Chase. Uh, when Chase party. first sees uh, the creepy mask girl down at the end of the hallway, uh, there's non-diegetic music in that scene, right? Like, there's there's score music, like music that's not being created by anything in the scene. It's just mood background music. And a minute, for a while, I was like, that's something you're not supposed to do in a found footage movie. And then I remembered, well... It's not actually a found footage movie. I mean, it is, mm -hmm. but it's a mockumentary using found footage. And once I, 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 once I remembered to click that in my head, uh, which I think is a brilliant gimmick for found footage because it allows you to do those things. And if somebody says, what's going on? You say, like, well, it's as if you watched this program on TV. They added it in post for, for effect, right? Uh, and so I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, and I enjoy that. So many of my of my favorite found footage movies play out more in a mockumentary style like that. And I really appreciate that in, in this in this franchise. Again, even as somebody who's not the biggest fan of it overall. I'm in complete agreement uh, for that exact same reason that it does allow you to edit without being like, wait, this was edited by who? Like, this feels like, right. oh, I actually found this. I turned on a channel on TV and I watched this thing, like, mm -hmm. in totality. Like, this is what was presented to me. And it's not like, police found this in a box. And it just happened to be edited. Like, what happened between, you know? Right. Um, I, I want, I really want to, 
either see it edited and there's a reason why or I want to see cameras getting turned on and off. Like, don't lose me because I, I realize that you're editing, please. For sure, I for sure. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, we man, we're coming up on 50 minutes of talking about Hell House. I'm not going to try and say the name ever again. Hell House uh, LLC Origins the Carmichael Myers. Right. <laughs> this is... Uh, this is, I, I think, actually our 33rd episode in 32 days because we had one on the last day of September and then we also had the best of September bonus episode and then 30, Michelle, 33 episodes in 32 days. We made it through another goddamn spooktober. How do you feel about yourself? I am tired. <laughs> you <laughs> and me both. And I think that... But, what the fuck else is there to say? I got to get this oh, wait, edited wait, wait. put up. Okay. I do have one quick thing to say. I'm looking okay. forward to the October recap because I We have so many overshot, things to talk about. I overshot my record from Spooktober last year by quite a bit to the point where like it's kind of shameful. Um so I'm looking forward to talking about that. I uh, I have a general idea oh. of roughly how many movies Michelle watched in October and you guys it's disgusting. Uh, it's, it's I hope like, that my number is larger than what you thought it was. Otherwise, I am going to be disappointed in myself. But you can tell me what you thought it was during the. October I have recap. an estimate. Yeah. I, well, I don't okay, want to tell you on curious. air and give people an idea. But okay. uh, <laughs> uh, I look. I also am feeling tired, and we need to get this out to the people. Yeah. So let's do that. Yeah, Say yeah. good night, Michelle. Oh, good night, Michelle House LLC. We Watch Shudder is a production of Rat Factory Media, your home for all of today's Rat Factoryist podcasts. The views and opinions of the hosts and guests of We Watch Shudder are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Rat Factory Media. But wait, aren't Rat Factory Media and We Watch Shudder the same people? Shut your cake hole, Charlie. Nobody asked you. We Watch Shudder is available free on all major podcast platforms, and the easiest way to support We Watch Shudder is also free. Just leave a rating and review on your platform of choice. Merge your consciousness with ours on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We're at We Watch Shutter on all those social media platforms. Or find us the old-fashioned way on the web at WeWatchShutter.com or by email at mail at WeWatchShutter.com. Heck, you can even leave us a voicemail at 701-566-9510. No, seriously, 701-566-9510. Try it if you dare.